Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Oh boy, we got a good one here on Marvel Movie News today. There's news about Hawkeye. There's news about Spider-Verse 2. And I get to nerd out about Ant-Man because Ant-Man 3 is back on the table. Let's talk Ant-Man and the Wasp story ideas and a whole bunch more today on Marvel Movie News. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. We talk movies. And now, here's Popcorn Talk's Marvel Movie News. Hey, good afternoon to you, our merry Marvelites. Welcome back to oh Marvel Movie News. We are coming to you live from Pim's Laboratory. Because there's Ant-Man news, you guys. Ant-Man news. I, I immediately thought of you when I saw it, and then I think like seconds after I saw it, you sent the group text to us in all capitals, being like, it's Ant-Man 3, you guys! <laughs> well, it was, it was a great, like, 30 minutes of span where yeah. I was like, oh, nice, they confirmed Ant-Man, or like semi-confirmed Ant-Man 3 is happening. And then I'm like looking at Twitter, and it's like, with as I'm looking at Ant-Man news, boop! Spider Verse Two officially posts its uh, its date as coming out in twenty 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 two. It was so exciting! Like my favorite, one of my favorite movies of last year. It's like I want to say it's my favorite because it's one of my favorite movies of all time. But then last year was so crowded. I oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, but it was also on my birthday. Oh well, then it you was have like, to choose it as your favorite it, now. It was like, oh, no, no, no. I mean, like Friday. Oh, that the news came when out when they broke right. the announcement like, of. It was like, hey, Marvel's just like, oh, hey, Zach, Ant Man, Spider Verse. Like, here Happy you go. Birthday. Happy birthday! It was great. Thank That's you. That's a good birthday present. Uh, it Damn. was. Thank you for Disney for thinking of me and Sony. They were competing for my love. Um, anyway, let's get into the show. Who are we? I'm Zach Wilson. Oh, yeah. Via Anderson. (laughs) And I'm Christian Blatt. I have my my rival to the vo- the the anti voice of doom, uh, Mister Fantastic Ryan, in the booth with us today. Yes, oh, so oh. excited to be here, y'all. Oh, is he back with us this week? Oh. Ryan, Ryan, you're thanks never so much ever. for taking the time to do this show. Well, that's why he's Mister Fantastic. He's tall and lanky, but he uh, <laughs> he flakes. sometimes he yeah sometimes he flakes and he doesn't know what's good for him. Ryan, you're oh. never gonna says live this doom. Um, anyway, Shoot. let's let's get started on the yeah. show. Uh, also, thank you to Colt Badeau, who's helping us on Twitter from the Star Jammer. Uh, let's jump into Spider-Verse 2 news first, you guys. Let's do it. Uh, we, are, we already started talking about this, but yeah, so last Friday, uh, the they oh, last Thursday, actually, they after we had gone off the air, they teased something happening. Yeah. But there wasn't any news yet. They just said, like, stay tuned, basically. I forget what the exact tweet was. But they were teasing that something, like, you, your height senses should be heightened. Uh-huh. Stay, stay tuned. We're going to release some nonsense, not big news. Yeah, uh, we, we all knew. Then the next day, they released a very simple but official date confirming Spider-Verse 2 as happening on April 8th, 2022. Uh, we only have two years to wait. I Well, I imagine that this date had to be 
chosen. Maybe they were waiting until they could confirm the date for Spider-Man three. Okay. For the the I think that uh, upco- yeah, the, yeah, the yeah. home the home trilogy, the mm-hmm. live action Spider-Man yes. film. Yes. Um, because Disney uh, was reportedly very unhappy with how close Spider-Verse one was to. Far from home. I mean, I get it. I get spacing them out because you need to have a little bit of a break in between. If it's, I mean, I don't see people not going to see either one if they're really close to each other, but I do see wanting to space it out. So it's, uh, I, I agree that that's probably part of the reason. Is completely hypothetically, do you think that means that the live action Spider Man will be in twenty twenty three or maybe way at the end of twenty twenty two? Because I think you're right. Well, we, we're getting it in twenty twenty one. Oh. I missed that part. (laughs) Spider-Man, Spider-Man three coming in July twenty twenty one. I'm already planning Spider-Man four. That's my mistake. Sorry. Uh, Like, what's where's the next one? Yeah, Spider-Man three, home for Hanukkah. uh, Yeah. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Not the official title uh, is coming July twenty twenty one, and then April twenty twenty two. You're gonna get your Spider Verse two. I think that's good. I think that's yeah. perfect spacing. So yeah, you've got nine months between them. I think that's Great. a good break. Yeah. Uh, look, we can always like no one's gonna be arguing about too much Spider Man, uh, except maybe Disney because they're worried about over oversaturation of the character. Uh, look, mean, when movie tickets yeah. are average fifteen dollars in the country, like. You gotta space these things out because even if somebody's only seeing Spider-Man stuff, it becomes a lot. It does, especially if you have a family with kids. That's fifteen dollars per. Or what are kids' tickets? Ten dollars. I mean, regardless, it's still that's a lot of tickets it's to have to get. Lot, yeah, yeah, if you have you, a couple, you but don't want to be doing a Spider-Man movie every year, right? Because that's it's it's the lesson that Star Wars learned is that that much will overtax your audience and you'll start to lose people. I can see that, yeah. Um, so it's risky. It's risky, is all I'm saying. It is kind of cool, though, with the Spider-Man. It's it's the same Spider-Man, but it is different characters. It so is. So that is cool that you're getting that you're getting both. And also, I mean, the animated films take so long to make because it is yes. so much work yeah. goes into it. This is about as fast as I think we could have expected yeah. a, se- yeah, yeah, yeah. a sequel to happen. Uh, we do have detail some details about this, like very very li- little from pulling from things. Um, one thing that's really interesting and a, a, it makes me a little bit nervous about Spider Verse Two is it has a completely new <clears throat> creative team Ooh, behind okay. it. Now Phil Lord and Chris Miller, who who wrote. Uh, and and co-directed uh, along with Rodney Rothman the uh, the original the first one uh, uh, Phil Lord and Chris Miller will be producing okay. so they are still involved very okay. in, very intimately <clears throat> but they it, similarly to how they produced the Lego Movie too right. to a like which did not perform nearly as well as Lego the Lego Movie uh, I never even saw it the trailers didn't interest me. Uh, but no, I love the Lego movie one. one. So um, and yeah, a lot of it didn't perform as well. So. But exactly, and that's yeah. the thing. So they, there is some concern there. Uh, who is this new creative team? You might say we've reported on a couple of this before, but it is going to be directed by Joaquim dos Santos, uh, who is a director. He has worked on Avatar: The Last Airbender, uh, The Legend of Korra. Wait, wait, wait! The cartoon. The cartoon. Yeah. Oh, okay. I was like, no, who? M Night Shyamalan directed that. No, no, no. <laughs> That's right. The, um, he's an animation director oh, who has worked so on Avatar: The Last Airbender, Amazing. The Legend of Korra. He also directed 
uh, a couple of DC movies, like animated movies, uh, including uh, Superman slash Shazam, The Return of Black Adam. Okay. So he has experience in animation Great. and especially high, like high octane action packed animation. So I see that, um, and he's going to, and writing the script is David Callahan, who has written a whole bunch of things. He's also he's on the writing team for Wonder Woman 1984, oh, okay. as well as Shang Chi: wow. Legend of the Ten Rings. This guy's all over the place. DC, Marvel, he's doing everything. Yeah. So you know what I'm. I, I have fa- I have faith in this team, and I'm mostly saying that because I just love the Avatar: the Last Airbender and Legend of Korra so much well, that, that so, yeah I'm fine with this. That's the thing. It's not that these people are not as good or not good at like making content. Just different. It, I do want the original. I want the I original. The creative team from the first one gave us such good stuff. Right. I just hope that it can continue in that same vein. Like, I want the, the heart that came with it, the, like, clear love for Spider-Man and everything that Spider-Man can be that we got in Into the Spider-Verse. It's why I love that movie. Um, what do you guys think? Do you do you think that we're going to get a sequel on par with the original? I think we will because, look, that, that first movie is so good, nobody's going to come in and be like, you know what we're going to do is we're going to take all the stuff that worked and throw it out and uh, let's see what we could do that's completely different. Yeah. So I think that there's a great blueprint for for what this movie will be. There's so many characters to visit with and, of course, new characters that we haven't gotten to see. And oh, yeah, I we think, have a, some news about that. In well, yeah, we do. <laughs> so uh, I think that, uh, yeah, I'm sure that they're really excited to, like, oh, we're going to get to play in this really cool, well-designed sandbox that uh, you know made a ton of money. Great. We're not going to mess it up. Yeah. That's the way I feel. Yeah, and I also think that along with that, just because you have the same creative team and the same writing team doesn't necessarily mean that the second one is going to be good. There's been many times when you, they, you come out with a great first product and then the second one falls flat and it's just like, you're like, oh, this just isn't as good as the first one. And I think you're right. Having It's like having a fresh set of eyes in there to be like, oh, I loved what we saw with this. Now let's take that and let's do this with it. But while still sort of staying true to what the first one was. Yeah. I think that hopefully that's what we're going to yeah, get. Yeah, Lord and Miller are still around, and if you start veering off a little too yeah. far, they'll be like, you know, hey, how about this or that? You know, I'm sure I'm sure they won't be too hands-on, but if, if yeah. it were to start to get too far away from that vision, I'm sure that they would uh, help steer it back. Yeah. Um, I, I Yeah, I think we could... we could. I mean, look at Deadpool 2, where you, mm-hmm. you, you lost your, like, director sure. uh, to, like, difference of opinion and stuff, but you went, when you when they put out the sequel... It was great. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't, uh, I would I would put it in a lot of ways pretty much on par with Deadpool 1. Like, it's it, you, people will have preferences over the two, sure. but they're both great. They're yeah. both fun, and they have different vibes while yeah. still being consistent. So, Could I throw one thing out there, though? Yeah, yeah. please. I don't, I don't want to sound uh, like I'm poo-pooing this. Ryan. Ryan in the booth, yeah. Uh, I just <laughs> feel like with that first Spider-Verse movie, it's just so many incredible creative things going on. But one of them was, like, the character Miles Morales as, like, a half black half hispanic character in in new york like becoming spider-man i felt like that element of the story was so essential to why that movie works so well Mm -hmm. and i'm a little i'm a little uh worried that maybe that won't carry over to this next film well you do have a portuguese born director for this one so you you do have somebody who can speak to uh, like miles's side of this uh, this experience Mm -hmm. to a certain degree um, look, I'm not going to be able to be the person to comment on no, like but, how well I that's mean, achieved. I don't but. know that any of us can uh, that are here on this Probably panel not. or in the booth. But <laughs> what I would say is, look, I mean, the first movie is a Miles Morales movie that mm-hmm. happens to include all those other characters. I can't see why this wouldn't be the same. And I'm sure that they're very cognizant of 
what worked so well about Miles in that movie and making sure that they bring that to just continuing the story. Well, yeah, and people really love Miles Morales, not just from Spider-Verse, but even from the comics. I've gotten like numerous fans and people being like, I, they really love that character. So I kind of yeah. just assumed that they were going to, it was still going to be Miles Morales. It, I didn't I, think. I don't think that anyone is challenged that it's going to be Miles' movie mm-hmm. still. Um, look, Gwen, Spider-Gwen, like Gwen Stacy is going to break off into her own But that's going to be a separate and thing. I, I think she's still going to be in this one. Spider-Women oh. has been confirmed to be in development. No date has been given, but it is happening. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I would be shocked if they didn't get Peter B. Parker back <laughs> for this one. Um, so we much. know, so like, I was, this was something I was going to talk about anyways, like, who are we going to get back? And this is one of the dangers is, you do want it to be Miles' story. You don't want to, you want to expand the idea of a, like, an infinite number of Spider-People but you don't want to lose miles in that. And that's one of the going to be the one of the dangers is the temptation is to blow out this, right. this spider verse. <laughs> well, um, and like bring in so many different people. Um, so let's see who, who are we going to have? Sorry, Zia. No, I was just going to say, I think the other problem with that too, is that we got his origin story. So now they're not telling his story anymore. It's going to have to be based. You're right. It's going to have to be based around him without wanting to expand too much. I think you can do that as long as you focus on miles for like the first act, the way that spider verse did Mm -hmm. where it's really just about him. And then you bring in Peter and then it's still about him. Even when everyone else gets involved, he's the thread and he need miles needs to stay the thread here. He's still going to anchor the movie and it's going to be his point of view of all these other spider characters that he, that he's interacting with, you know, they're not going to be really like, okay. And then this middle part of the movie, movie is going to be about, you know, some of the other ones. But let's look at who else yeah. is going to be there, because we're not just going to get our... I would be shocked if we didn't get at least the original set of characters back in some way, so that you get Spider-Ham, you get Spider-Man, <laughs> Spider-Man. Noir, because, like, you're going to want to bring Nick Cage back yeah. in. You get Penny huh? Parker... All the I, and don't forget the te- the teaser the post credit scene in the original. Of course, we're going to get Spider Man twenty ninety nine. I was building up to it. All right, you uh, skipped over the best Spider Man, Spider Ham, sir. You said him you said already. Spider Ham. Did I? Well, yeah. he deserves to be mentioned <laughs> twice. He deserves very his own movie. Spider Ham. His own series, really. I I, I love Spider Ham. I think I said Spider Ham. Either way, you definitely. Did. I said Henny Parker, but I didn't say Peter Porker. No, no, you, you did. said yeah, Spider Ham. Yeah, you didn't say Peter Porker. Either chat back Spider-Ham. me up here. Um, <laughs> anyway. Uh, yes, you are, we are going to get Spider-Man 2099, played by Oscar Isaac, who we revealed in the end. And we just found out via Twitter, uh, thanks to Phil Lord, another... <laughs> that was, so that was his sound, sound effect, not one of our phones. It, <laughs> it sounded like it was it one was of Twitter our phones. It really threw me off. Yeah. We are going to get one other spider character, or at least we, we it looks like we will. Uh, somebody was asking Phil Lord about a promise he had made... Uh, when Spider-Verse was originally in theaters about Japanese Spider-Man yes. from the 1970s live action show. Never seen this. To which oh, he respo- Phil Lord responded, he's designed. Oh. So that he doesn't say it's in the movie, but they have designed a version of uh, Takuya Yamashiro Spider-Man. <laughs> and if you've never heard of the Japanese Spider-Man live action series... Uh, it's crazy, uh, but it's fun. <clears throat> oh, I'm losing my voice because I'm so excited. Uh, it is nothing to do with Peter Parker. <laughs> nothing. <laughs> he has like the same basic costume and abilities to a certain extent as Spider-Man, but it's like just it's a jap. So like Ryan, if you pull up in those photos that I sent you, uh, we have he. This is my favorite part about it. The other the other one first. Um, he has a ship. 
that he flies around in he called sure and we look at it now, called the Marveler. Is that made from Legos? Did they actually make that from Legos <laughs> think, when they did this? I think <laughs> off-brand Legos, oh, okay. not even actual Built Legos. Mega blocks, yeah. right? Exactly. <laughs> from Mega Bloks, it's, awesome. it's a seventies Japanese like yeah. monster fighting robot. Yeah, because uh-huh. the Marveler doesn't just fly him around. Nope. The Marveler transforms. Of course, it does into, and we can show that now. Leopardon. Oh my god. <laughs> the giant mech robot. <laughs> it's so good. Can we please get this? I don't even I want to see this you now. Want this whole movie. I've never heard of this uh, ever. We'll have to watch this after This was the show. this was the Japanese adaptation of Spider-Man from the from the 70s. Um and so the Leopardon wow. is like when you start doing Spider-Verse stuff of all of the extremes, this one is like the silliest and craziest Absolutely. one because yeah. it's so out of nowhere. Uh, he did become Marvel Comics canon wow. during the Spider original Spider Verse story because, like, once he started bringing this, like, they had Leopardon come through one of the Spider Verse portals to aid like the army of Spider People, <laughs> uh, and so like you have this giant robot running around. So please give me that Leopardon in uh, in a lo- in a big movie on the, the big screen. Uh, the chat is not quite as excited as we are. What? Uh, I uh, want to hear Star- why they're not excited Star- about Leopardon. Star Drew and Ivan Soto saying basically the same thing. Nah, looks like Power Rangers. And Gamer Girl says Spider-Man meets Transformers. Spider-Man meets Transformers. If that's supposed to that. be a knock, it's not, because that sounds awesome to me. It I is love that 100% idea. Spider-Man meets Power Rangers. Like That yeah. is exactly what it was in the 70s, and that's what it still is. But it's such an extreme difference of what a Spider-Man can be, because it's so out of nowhere, yeah. that it's the perfect thing to do in this format, where I don't think he's going to be a main character necessarily. No, I think we're, maybe it'll only pop up if we like are jumping between universes with the uh, the... The bracelet that because at the end of the movie, Miguel has developed the ability to control jumping through portals and not becoming unstable once you're there. Um, Star Drew, first of all, how dare you? Sounds like Zia didn't see Power Rangers either. Do you uh, know who you're talking to? Uh, I'm sorry, I had to might address be, that. Might be Abs- talking about the movie. Absolutely but, uh, not. I've seen all of the Power Nadim Rangers. Nadim Shek says actually, that uh, fun seasons. fact: Japanese Spider-Man is actually what inspired the Power Rangers. So that <laughs> and the timeline makes sense because that's that way before sense. Power Rangers. Yeah, yeah. That's wonderful. So yeah, I think. Uh, so, I'm so sorry. I, look, I think having <laughs> that many different kind, you know, if you can have a movie that has that and Penny Parker. And film noir Spider Man. Great. I want all these different sort of representations. Well, oh, Spider Man. You know, Look, like, there was originally supposed yeah. to be an Australian Spider Man that was in to be in the first one. Oh, that's I don't great. know if you guys heard about that. No, no I, didn't. I didn't. They, they uh, in one draft of the Into the Spider Verse screenplay, they had introduced an Australian one who shows up at the very beginning of the movie and dies. Um, like he, his cells degenerate. It oh. shows like what happens when if you don't get back to your universe in time. Oh. and that was supposed to raise the stakes of like if you're not successful you're gonna like if they can't get back in time this is what happens i love that the australian was the one that they were gonna kill and then they didn't have him at all (laughs) well it was because he was running uh 12 hours earlier ah so he was 12 hours ahead so he died 12 hours so it was like a ticking clock on like this is how long you have um, but they they decided it was too dark and too early to introduce that as a as a plot point, so they removed that character. Well, who knows? We might meet, we might meet an Australian uh, Spider Man in this one. Just give us uh, all of them. But we got we're gonna get Supina Man. 
Spider-Man is coming, and yeah. that's all I need. Um, I don't know if you guys are excited, but uh, let us know uh, in the comments below if you're watching After Effect. We already heard from our live chat. Yeah, live I want to hear from you guys mixed. later. Uh, <laughs> don't just know that we're excited. Um, we're gonna skip over that story, but. Uh, let's talk about Ant-Man 3, you guys, our lead story for oh, today. Is that I'm, I'm surprised that you managed to hold off this long. Because Spider-Verse I had Spider-Verse and yeah, Leopard on to that's talk true. about. That's You're true. just giving that's me true. all of my favorite things at once. <laughs> Um, it's like cause cause look uh, when I did I did my list of like my top favorite like characters in yeah. Marvel like look Peter Parker comes at the top of it I love Ant Man and the Wasp but and they I think felt two and three but Peter Parker it, how do you he's the best character in like practically all fiction let alone uh, just comic book fiction I mean sure. It's, and then it's, hard, it's hard to top Peter Parker. I mean, you can make a case about others. I was going to say, so in all great. of fiction. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're, well, uh, Hamlet's better? Okay, stop. Look, Harry I'm not going to say that he fool? definitely is. How dare you? He, oh, that's like asking me to pick between my children. Yeah, I- <laughs> uh, but, like, which I don't have, so I don't really know what that feels like. But, my, but like, but like, I think Peter Parker it might even be, like, a superior character to Spider-Man. It's a, it's a lively debate, at the least. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, uh, Ant-Man 3 is... Uh, going to happen it hasn't been officially announced by disney disney's mm-hmm. not saying ant-man 3 happening this date but uh the hollywood reporter did put out an article that said that peyton reed has been attached to direct ant-man 3 so they've like they've started work and then michael douglas like i think seeing this out in the news was just like oh yeah we're shooting that in uh 2021 Oh, that's hilarious. I wonder yeah. if he got in any trouble for that. Because, look, we haven't officially I mean, announced anything. It's him. Michael yeah. Douglas. He's, what are you going to do? I, I know, but... You're going to throw Gordon Gecko back in jail? He's fine. Don't worry about Michael Douglas. And this ties into sort of what we were talking about last week when uh, when Paul Rudd was on with Howard Stern. He was point-blank asked if there was going to be another Ant-Man. And he said, I, I can't say anything, but you might notice my face is twitching. So um, he yeah. clearly knew what was about to come out, but he wasn't allowed to talk about it yet. So, I wonder, very exciting. I wonder why they did this. The, why they held back on that did they decide late or were they like we're just gonna surprise everybody with ant-man so the rumor of the so if they're shooting in 2021 and the rumor about when it's gonna happen based on like all the like the leak about peyton ray being hired and everything is that it would drop in 2022 and marvel just hasn't announced movies or shows for the for that year yet okay um they announced for 2020 and 2021 uh they were they which is People are saying basically this is phase four is these two years of movies and phase five is going to be 2022 and 2023. So, so they're just is just going to be in phase five basically. Yeah, I mean they also didn't four. officially announce. Well, they they officially announced Black Panther two, they but did. like they didn't really give us that as like part of these like schedule and like same thing with True. Captain Marvel yeah. too. Like they they're like we're doing it, but we're not telling you when. Uh, the only reason I think that they made sure to put Black Panther's date on the books like where they did when they didn't even have a title for it was to be like we're gonna make it like right, just so that you guys don't think it. we're not working on this we are absolutely working on this uh to because it was their one of their one 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 of their biggest hits but also one of their uh, marvel's first like big look we put a, a person of color at the front front and center and it went amazingly well we're not discounting that it's just not in this at that stage yet um but so Amen 3 is just it just is the, in the year that hasn't been announced yet. So Peyton Reed is back to direct again. So whether you want to call this Ant-Man 3 or Ant-Man and the Wasp 2 or like most Marvel movies now probably not going to just have a number. Yeah, I would expect it'll just number. be yeah, yeah. Ant-Man, Ant-Man and, and the Wasp something or other something with Ant-Man, a subtitle. The Wasp and someone else. 
and maybe Stature or Stinger, perhaps? <laughs> yes, please. Um, but let's talk about what might be in Ant-Man 3. Uh I have some fun ideas. I'm, I'm not surprised. <laughs> I want to hear your guys' ideas. So I talked about my favorite idea for it a couple weeks ago. Uh, but I really want to see, I th- and I think it would be really interesting to get Eric O'Grady into this, who is the irredeemable Ant-Man. Because I think that there is something amazingly perfect in an, in an arc of Scott Lang's story where Eric O'Grady comes in at, to, and steals the Ant-Man suit from Scott. In the comics, he steals the the Ant Man suit from Hank Pym while he's an agent of Shield. Oh, okay. uh, but I think it would be perfect if he stole it from Scott. So Scott, as the master burglar, getting robbed, and that's a big plot point for Ant Man Three. I think that'd be super fun, and then he has to rely on the Wasp a lot because then he's essentially sort of lost his power—not his powers, but his suit. Well, with or I think it's more about like what what are the dangers of somebody out there one robbing a place. As Ant Man, mm-hmm. I mean, you get, it's a classic like Spider Man story at that point where there's yeah. like somebody impersonating him, like uh, doing that stuff. Uh, I think that look, he've, he's got Hank and and Janet on his side now. Like they'll make him a second suit, like he'll have another suit, but it becomes this. But it's just like a different Ant Man, maybe with newer tech, so that he's like more in more advanced stuff. Uh, we'll have to see. That's the, that could be really fun. I'd like to see some kind of a spin on Fantastic Voyage or a more recent movie would be Inner Space, where you have to shrink down and save somebody's body on the inside. That could be, and I think it should be oh. one of our heroes. It should be somebody that we really care about, and they have something super obscure, and it's like, well... Microsurgery. We yeah, so he goes in and does some kind of microsurgery. Oh, you know, there actually is justification for that in Scott Lang's uh, backstory. See, I did not know that. Um, the original Scott Lang story... Uh, is a two-part story where Cassie, like the the whole reason that he steals the Ant Man suit is because he needs the money to pay for heart surgery for Cassie Lang. Oh, well, there you go. Um, and the, that was like in the original stories. You have um, uh, uh, what's his name uh, from the first movie? I'm blanking out. Uh, David uh, Cro- David Cross is actually a giant pink man who has been <laughs> uh, murdering homeless people to steal their hearts because his heart is giving out. Um, Holy crap. And he, like, keeps going through them because he's so he's just enormous. Right. And uh, that's, like, his whole plot line. I love that plot line. Uh, and, he, and he kidnaps Cassie Lang at one point and it's like, you have to steal the stuff. And that's when he gets the Ant-Man suit and all that stuff and begins robbing places. Uh, question from the chat yeah. from Cam A. Egan. Here's the, real, uh, the rest of their question. Uh, do you think they'll bring back Lawrence Fishburne as Goliath? Maybe, yeah. I mean, um, it, certainly, they could if there's if the story dictates it. I'd like to see it. I'd also like to see him actually, you know, be Goliath. I don't think we're going to get that. I'll be honest. I think if he comes back, it'll only be because Ghost is going to be involved in the storyline. Yeah. Um. And and I think if Ghost is going to be involved, and she very well might be, uh, it'll be because my second big idea. I think uh, Janet Van Dyne either losing control of her powers or needing to go back into the microverse. Uh, because of what it has done to her body. Like she spent so much time there that she can't be out of the microverse anymore? Maybe. Uh, Or she needs to go back every now and again. So one of the big things they cut from Ant-Man and the Wasp was a whole sequence inside the world that we found her in because there's a society down there. Those like, all those creatures, all those things you could see in the background, Mm -hmm. they're like people, for lack of a better word, in there that are like intelligent beings that she lived among 
for all these years. If you buy the, if you get the Ant Man and the Wasp art book, you can actually see the designs of these things. Wow! Uh, and they just didn't do that whole part because it wasn't really necessary yeah. for the story of the movie. But I, I would be shocked if we didn't go down there for some reason or another. Um, I could see, okay. like, like, look, uh, maybe it's that though that the microverse is being attacked. Uh, but so this is another yeah. idea. So if so we saw a, a bunch of Pym particles get away in the first Ant-Man. And it's got this little loose thread. Oh, yeah. It gets away with that Hydra guy. Now, that doesn't Hydra's not really around anymore. But what if AIM gets their hands on it? I like Ooh. that. AIM gets their hands on it. Maybe they uh, accidentally shrink somebody's body but leave their head real big. <laughs> hey, wait a minute. <laughs> While they're experimenting on it. I'm just saying, you could justify a MODOK that way. Whatever it takes to get MODOK, a live action I was going to say, yeah, live action MODOK. Oh, yeah. We you know can... we're getting an animated MODOK, but I really want a live action. Or you just have to be about him. Put him in yeah, something. Just you just yeah. accidentally giant man his head permanently. Yeah. And that's why he's floating around on <laughs> floating chair thingy. I like it. I like but it. But if AIM is then going into, in order to get all of this power going into the microverse and pulling energy out of it, they might be destroying this society that Janet Van Dyne got to know. So they have to go in to, to defeat AIM in the microverse. And maybe Eric O'Grady is working with AIM to do all this. I'm just saying there's a lot of cool ideas floating what, Yeah, there. I was going to say, what if one of these ideas that you've been like talking about actually gets me and you're like, this is what, this is what I wanted? I mean, I mean it, when you throw enough things against the wall, like something's going to stick. <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying, what if it's exactly what you asked for, Zach? Uh, then, th- well, thank you. Then thank you, Marvel. Yeah, <laughs> the, the birthday gift that keeps on giving. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I had a lot of fun at Ant-Man and the Wasp, and I think... Uh, that Peyton Reed is going to do a great job with these characters. I'm excited to see Hope and uh, Scott really like blossom as a couple. I wish I had pulled the art, the comment. It, you might be able to find it on Marvel News Daily. Someone talked about how much they hate Peyton Reed and like aren't excited oh about. Yeah, they were like, we're not I excited not about him being a part of um, of this again. They were huh. like, oh, and I was like, oh, okay. Wow. I mean, Chet, you're here, but that's Chet, what do you think of Peyton Reed? Like, yeah. look, I, I think he was up against a very difficult situation in the first Ant Man. That movie's not great, but he also had next to no time to prep it because yeah. he was a, he was taking over for Edgar Wright, and like that decision uh, is a separate issue. That like, look, I would so love to see Edgar Wright's Ant Man, or at least read the script for what yeah, he wanted to do. Absolutely, um, but like, look, it's things don't always work out the way you want them to, and like, it wasn't going to fit in the MCU. Well, it happens. And considering, like you're saying, what he had to work with, I still thought it was good. I yeah. still went and enjoyed it, and I laughed, and I had a good time, and I think that if that's all, you know, that's kind of all I'm hoping for with Ant-Man, it's yeah. not, it's, you know, it's not going to be as heavy as the other ones. Now, yeah. here's a question for you guys. Uh, it's not going to be as heavy. It's going to yeah. be, so, so, so one thing that I think is we, we have to get in this Cassie Lang. Oh, oh right. people in the yeah. chat were saying that that they're. Uh, I think it was Langley M. Neely that uh, was disappointed that if we don't that if they the only way to do that would be in flashbacks, and I'm not exactly sure why. Cassie, yeah. Well, we have her. We have her now. She's just older. Maybe yeah. that's why he wanted yeah. to see her age into the role. Yeah. I think is I'm what okay he wanted. The, the I don't necessarily need that, but yeah. I think now that that you've got the the. Uh, also, also alternate title because I was about to say you have multiple Ant Man and Wasp. What if the title is just Ant Man and the Wasps? Because <laughs> <laughs> you've got two of each now. Yeah. You've true. got you've got Hank Pym and Scott Lang, and you've got uh, Janet Van Dyne and Hope Van Dyne. Or Hope Pym. I don't know wasps. which one is actual Ken. 
Ant-Man's. Ant-Man. Ant-Man. There you go. Ant- Ant-Man's sounds better. <laughs> no, it doesn't. Come on. Ant-Man and the Wasps. Um, or if it's if since Hank can't really do the do it anymore because like he said the, he's just physically incapable. But mm-hmm. like Ant-Man and the Wasps. If there's yeah. just a, if you just get Janet and Hope flying around as two wasps, oh, my heart. <laughs> uh, it'd be so good. Um, but I would love to see. Cassie Lang suit up as sure, either absolutely. stature because she we know that she wants to and yeah. we know that in the comics she absolutely does. Uh, Marvel is even they just announced a new comic series. Uh, the new Ant Man series is going to focus on Scott and Cassie as uh, Ant Man and Stinger are the two characters that they're going to be. I would not be at all surprised if they went with that storyline at all, especially if they're writing new comics about it and it's sort of in line with what they've been doing with more uh, inclusivity. As long as they make it good. And it could be a thing about, like, wanting to do what your parents do. And, like, Mm -hmm. what what is it like when, like, your kid is trying to do something that you maybe don't want them to be involved in, but it's it's what they love? it's incredibly dangerous. And, I mean, hello, look at you uh, as a, um, oh, my gosh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, influence over your kids, and that's what you're doing. And, of course, they're going to want to do it, especially if they, like, look up to you. It's not that's not altogether surprising, but that is definitely something that I feel like parents that are in sort of dangerous professions they always want something better for their children. I could totally see this being it just as like the simple version of the story is about an overprotective dad. Cuz <laughs> cuz here's the thing, for Scott, he didn't see her grow up. He she's still yeah. a little girl to him. He didn't see her mature or mm-hmm. like become an adult, but she's had to live in the post Infinity War blip world yeah. uh for 5 years. She grew up, I'm sure she grew up real fast with dealing with all of that and like thinking she lost her dad and then getting him back. It's a, it's a lot of emotion. Yeah. So he's like trying to keep protect her and make her not do this, but she's all about it. And I'll bet Hope is all about it too. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was like, you got to give her a shot. He's like, no, she's in danger. Uh, and then Judy Greer comes in. Like, I, I don't know which side Judy Greer. Judy Greer, be- no, no, you're not being a <laughs> superhero. <laughs> Uh, Senor Nerd wants to know, what do we think of this idea? Uh, Ant-Man 3 being the introduction of the Fantastic Four. How would you do that? Interesting. Well, I'm curious on the... Uh, the yeah, uh, he- Heading into the, the microverse and, you know, you feel like Reed Richards could get there maybe from somewhere else, you know, and then maybe okay. you run into them in the I microverse. I mean, Hank knowing Reed Richards, maybe you just meet Reed. Yeah. Through Hank, because like we did confirm that Michael Douglas is going to be there. I think that's an obvious one, but hmm. uh, but like yeah, so it could be maybe we, we just meet Reed. Yeah, I think that would be a great start, um, and that's how you sort of thread them in very slowly, so that you can either jump in from the get go without having to worry about getting to know the characters, or yeah, we just you need more super scientists. I don't know that I would want to cram in the Fantastic Four this yeah, way. Yeah, I don't yeah. think that'd be my favorite introduction for them because I do think you need to do some sort of origin story for them in the a MCU. A good one? Spider-Man could get away without the origin story. Well, yeah, that's but fine. But I think that we, whenever you do the Fantastic Four setup, you're going to need to show us how they were brought into existence. Right. Yeah, because they didn't I, I do, do a good agree. job of that last time. No. So uh, no. we deserve a good origin yeah. story. It's not even... Well, I don't even necessarily want the origin story. I would love if they could do it and then, like, 
in do it in five minutes and then cut to them like where they've been the Fantastic Four. Yeah, fine. Because um, I, I don't need the movie to be that, the origin story. But you are going to have to figure out they can't just have existed since the sixties, like the or like or in the background. They're too big. Yeah, the way the Fantastic Four work is too big. It's not yeah. like Spider Man who's flying under the radar. Um, so uh, maybe in a, if it's in a very small way, I would say to that. Uh, but yeah, um, while we're talking about movies. Uh, sorry, Easter no, I was just going to say, Gamer Girl says, or they find the F4 trapped in the microverse maybe as an Easter egg. Just like an little, Easter egg, like yeah. a little something like now, that. Now, like that, that I could see if they yeah. found the ship at, in a post-credit sequence. Right, and it's like, oh, there's nobody in this ship. Well, where are they? You or know? they find yeah. them there, and they just find the lifeless, or not lifeless, but like the not the passed out yeah. uh, bodies of these 60s travelers. Yeah, something like, like that. Like, like, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't mind that. Why is this guy covered in rocks? <laughs> Black. <laughs> uh, and then and we pull them back in for them to like open up into their... So, yeah. That that I could see yeah. if it's something I very like subtle like that, uh, but it needs to be small. I don't want it to be like a big team up and then you don't want them stealing me. this movie from Ant Man. It's his movie. It's fine if the wasps. Well, it's not are just in there. his movie. No, no, no. It's 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 his and her movie. And it's Ant Man and the Wasp. It's, but it's not Ant Man, the Wasp, the Fantastic Four, and somebody else we want to throw in. There. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and I'm sure that there will be some other MCU characters popping up in this movie somewhere. It's inevitable, the way the Falcon did in the first yeah. one. Uh, it's just a question of who. Yeah. Uh, also, speca- especially because he's now in like a full-on Avenger, like help save the world. Like it's got to come up. The yeah. one that they make fun of the most. Oh, you want to go to space? <laughs> it's like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I want to go to space too. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, well, let's keep going. We're talking about movies. Uh, the big movie award season has started to kick off. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Oscars are on the table and Disney has started their push to uh, to award season and Endgame is going to be it looks like uh, pushed in a whole bunch of categories wow. this year. Uh, they start putting out some like some posters. They're pushing it for uh, so like basically when we say pushing for uh, you have to studios have to submit the movies and the actors and the people that they want to be nominated. They have to they have to say. We it's a file forms that are saying we want you to consider these people for awards. Um, that doesn't mean that and so and so they've they put out those things. They're going to be submitting them for all kinds of the technical stuff: cinematography, costume design, visual effects, uh, directing. They've submitted the Russo brothers for best director. Um, so and they've also submitted thirteen different actors and actresses That's for nice awards. See. All of them under supporting. Which is okay. an interesting note because they because basically they no one's the lead in that movie. You, you yeah. can't even argue that uh, that that Tony's the lead. You know, I mean, it's such an important movie for him, but he's also uh, supporting. But uh, I hope that they submitted uh, Bradley Cooper for Rocket. Uh, but yeah, and I mean, obviously, the the reason why this push starts now because the actual Oscars telecast is usually at the end of February. Is there's a lot of events that happen. I mean, uh, what was it? A few weeks ago, I talked about something I went to at the Writers Guild with Marcus and McFeely. Mm-hmm. There's going to be a lot of stuff like that. A lot of Q and A's for you know various guild members, anybody who can vote. 
So it just depends. And I think that's what Robert Downey Jr. was talking about when he said that he doesn't really want to chase after it. So that's the interesting thing is so these are the actors that uh, Marvel is pushing there. So for the best supporting actor category, Robert Downey Jr., Chris Evans, Mark Ruffalo, Chris Hemsworth, Jeremy Renner, Josh Brolin, Paul Rudd and Don Cheadle. I'm really interested that Josh Brolin is on that list. Yeah, because sure. I less so for this movie. He didn't have as much emotion to deal with. But in the first in Infinity, in Infinity War, War I thought he was like this is like. Between him and the graphics team, they had created such an amazing, powerful emotions from a CGI character right. in a way that we never that like we've seen very few times before. I think as like Smeagol <clears throat> is a notable time, or yeah. not Smeagol, uh, Gollum. Same thing. But, yeah. Well, Smeagol's before Gollum, but yeah, yeah, yeah. They're both. He's both. Yeah. Anyway, anyway. Um, but yeah, so I think you're right. Absolutely, that was, that was very um, interesting. And in the actress category, you've got Scarlett Johansson, Gwyneth Paltrow, Zoe Saldana, Karen Gillan, and Brie Larson all being submitted. Um, so it's a lot of actors for, look, it's, it's going to be a competitive category. It always is. And like, yeah. it's for superhero movies, comic book movies to get in there is a challenge. It's, sure. it's not that it hasn't been done. And everyone's talking about, um, Joaquin Phoenix as a shoe in to get nominated oh, for Joker. Absolutely. Certainly to get nominated. Um, <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Not in the same category though, cause right. he's, he's a lead, lead yeah. which is interesting. But I wonder if that's going to affect Endgame's chances with the acting, if they're like, well, look, this is a different level of comic book, and like, what was Rob Downey Jr. doing? Yeah, but you're going to have your old guard Academy voters that are like, I'm putting in one comic book movie, and that's it. Yeah. I just, I feel like it's not fair to take away from the actors in these movies. You cannot like them, but to say that the acting wasn't good, or their their performances weren't like amazing, or great, it's just kind of ridiculous at that point. I mean, look, Black Panther took a lot of awards last year. It did, yeah. Um, So, like, it's there. They took mostly technical stuff, and I think Endgame will get it it's technical awards, right? Yeah, um, not, you know, a lot, a lot of those categories, absolutely. Um, who do you think of this list may realistically get a nomination? Robert Downey Jr. I think he's most likely yeah. to get a nomination. I do yeah. not think he will win. Uh, not no. because he wasn't great. It's just it, the, just the bias against it. Uh, he's the really the one. Yeah. In all honesty, that jumps out. Uh, yeah. As great as everybody that you listed off was, I don't see anybody else getting a nomination. I I agree. Um, everyone was good in the movie but only he really had the really even the the territory to warrant a nomination like this um although robert downey jr has said he is not interested in campaigning for an award because like look there's a lot of things that you have to to go out and do meet and greets and and like and he's done interviews it's been a while since Kaplan, but he is so you know and it didn't i don't think it worked out for him so i don't think he's interested i I believe which movie was it was for Chaplin. when was because like in like the early 90s because like let's not forget he was also nominated in the 2000s for a little movie called Tropic Thunder. Oh, yeah. Oh, right. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You forget right. no, because, it's, because yeah. it's absurd. Wow. But, like, if he could get nominated for Tropic Thunder, which, don't get me wrong, yeah. I love that movie. And so I actually good. do think there is justification for him being nominated for that role. Yeah. Agreed. Uh, I think he could absolutely get nominated for his portrayal as uh, Tony Stark in Endgame. Agreed. Absolutely. Um, and I, I really hope that he does. I hope that the Academy like takes a look and is like, look, this is also the Academy does this, like it's also a nomination for ten years of playing Tony Stark. Uh and playing it amazingly. It made yes. he made so many people care about a character that not that many people knew who who it was or who he was before that. You know yeah. what I mean? Like there was of course there's comic book nerds and people that watched the nineties car- the cartoon in the nineties. But as far as like broad audiences go, not that many people no. knew who Iron Man was, and you have a ton of fans 
who became fans because they watched the movies because of Robert Downey Jr. No, and yeah. I think a lot of people knew so, Iron Man as like a second tier superhero, yeah. but probably a lot of people didn't know, oh, what's the name of the guy in the suit? You know, yeah. but Tony now Stark, it's like right. you think of Tony first because yeah. of Robert Downey Jr. Uh, I do think Scarlett Johansson has an outside shot. I think she did a lot of great that. work in mm-hmm. Endgame. I, uh, I yeah. do think she's sort of put her foot in her mouth the, a little too much this year, and that might help, uh, hurt her chances. Uh, but I, I would say, and, and the fact that there's a Black Widow movie coming, I think actually hurts her chances of getting nominated because it's weird to be like, I had my big death scene but I got a movie coming out next year playing the same character. I just, I still think that they just messed up with that movie, the timing on it. It should have come out before all of this. Look, I, I, you're not wrong, <sighs> but better late than I, I Yeah, no, think I agree. She's more likely to be nominated for Jojo Rabbit, in all honesty. So. Oh, That's true. I did forget that. about she's that. Fantastic. She's amazing really in Jojo Rabbit. I highly recommend yeah. If you like Thor Ragnarok, uh, which is the same because it's, it's Taika Waititi. It's yeah. Taika Waititi uh, who directed Thor Ragnarok, also directed Jojo Rabbit. Uh, Taika Waititi played Korg, the 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 rock monster mm-hmm. alien. Uh, now he plays Adolf Hitler, uh, and need, he does it. He does this. it brilliantly. I will say it, it's yeah. a fascinating take. He he really studied for that role. Highly recommend it. But we're getting off topic. No, no, but it, um, it you're right though. Yeah. I think Scarlett Johansson maybe. Uh, yeah, that. yeah. I, I don't disagree. Anyway, let's. Uh, speaking of Endgame. Uh, this will be exciting for you guys. If you if you weren't the type that like rushed out and already bought Endgame on Blu-ray, which to be honest, I think most of you that are listening to this or watching this yeah. probably did. But if you didn't and you're planning on buying Disney Plus, good news: Endgame is coming to Disney Plus months earlier than we thought. Woo-hoo! Correct. We had originally yeah. thought it was going to be towards the end of the year or even in January uh, when this when it would jump streaming. But Disney announced yesterday that Endgame will be available on Disney Plus. Day one, so next Tuesday, November twelfth, when Disney Plus drops, it's next week, you guys. Oh my god! You, it is. It, that ah. Endgame will be the eighth Marvel movie available on Disney Plus. <laughs> I mean, I have it, but you know, yeah. still, like, it's... I have it. I can click it on Vudu or Amazon uh, via like uh, mo- uh, movies anywhere. Like, yeah. click, and then I could watch it. But it's still cool. Yeah, it doesn't it's matter. Still very it's cool that it's awesome. there. Absolutely. It's one more streaming platform that I feel the need to watch something on, so that I can see the little like check that you watch this. Because <laughs> yes. that's like yeah. some like weird OCD collector nonsense. Like, no, I'm with you. Yeah, if you're a comic book collector, I think you understand that feeling of like. Well, I've watched this. I own it on a disc, but it the the streaming thing doesn't know that I've watched yeah. it, so I'll watch it here as well. Oh, I've done that where I've watched stuff because my husband and I have separate accounts, and there's most stuff that we watch together. I watch on his, and then if we go watch, if I just watch some random nonsense on mine, but if I start like if I start a series or like start a series with him and then finish it on my own. I have to go through and fast forward through all of the episodes so it shows right. watched. That's next level. I've never done that, but it I get the but, I, but I fully understand the feeling behind it. Yes, thank you, Zach. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So speaking of Disney Plus, there's some Hawkeye news uh, coming through today. Or, oh, oh, before before that, uh, this is this is important to all of the Disney Plus things. Kevin Feige. So, Christian, you read the, the Disney Feige. You were talking about it on on the Daily. Yeah, Marvel News Daily. Daily. So, fill us in. Today. What did Kevin Feige say about Disney Plus? It's it's fairly simple. He just stated what I think a lot of people expected that you'll need to watch the Disney Plus shows to keep up with what's going on in the MCU. 
And he says that, and I'm sure he means it. I also feel like you'll probably be able to see the movies and be okay with missing it. But he's telling you right now, it's like, do you really want to understand it? You got to watch everything, which for us, those of us here right. at the desk and everybody in the chat, we were going to do it anyway. But there are probably going to be people that go like, okay, I guess I should keep up with that stuff. Well, and also, I think I said this before we filmed Marvel News Daily when we covered that. I, I think I brought up the point of like, even if you're not going to watch it, you will have a friend that yeah. did watch it and can just <laughs> fill you in and be like, oh, that's because of this. Done. And they'll be like, oh, okay, cool. And so I think like regardless whether you want to watch them or not, but if you're a hardcore fan, I think you were going to watch them anyway. And and then you can, you know, go into the movies knowing everything. Right. It, it's probably going to be like people who watched The Defenders after giving up on Iron Fist after a couple episodes. You kind of got it. But yeah. there was stuff that you really didn't know exactly what was going on. <laughs> it's so, fine. Yeah. It's fine. But, uh, yeah, I mean, and it's something that they hadn't said before. And he also said that uh, that the Loki show was going to directly tie into yes. the MCU, right? He did say that. He did yeah. say that. The, and he said that he'd never said that before. So I don't know if we're going to then get Loki in the future of MCU, but... You know, maybe he didn't say that, but I feel like we, we knew just that. kind of impli- yeah. it was implied. He just never confirmed. I feel like it, it. it'd come out maybe in le- in leaks or whatever. Right. But anyway, um, speaking of other upcoming Disney Plus shows, let's talk about Hawkeye. Yes. Because uh, some interesting news. One, uh, this is a quick one, but apparently, uh, Kim Feige in the similar talk was talking about Hawkeye. Uh, was originally developed to be a movie. Yes, and um, we actually also covered that on Marvel News Daily. Um, well, we're talking about thing. it here no, too. No, you had uh, <laughs> what, saying, yeah. what was uh, what did Feige say about uh, you know that decision and what made them nervous? Do you well, yeah, they were nervous to approach Jeremy Renner to tell him the news <laughs> because obviously they had already promised him a movie, so they were like, I don't know how he was going to take it, but apparently he took it really well and was like, Yeah, let's do it. Uh, we're going to go for it. He's been outspoken before about like he was frustrated after the first Avengers because he didn't, he felt he didn't have a lot of acting to do. Right. Uh, Cause like he was mostly playing a mind warped yeah. zombie in that film. So, mm-hmm. the, but then they beefed up his role for like Ultron. And as he goes, he gets to do more emotional stuff. Infinity Obviously War, in Infinity and War Endgame, Endgame, yeah, he got a obviously. lot to do. So I can see why, why he might have been nervous, but apparently he was, he was totally on board yeah. with it. Um, who might not be on board in multiple ver- ways of the words is Haley Steinfeld. Ooh. Now we previously talked about Haley Steinfeld as a potential as somebody who Disney had supposedly reached out to and offered a contract to to play Kate Bishop in the Hawkeye series, which like pretty much all but a f- all but said out loud uh, confirmed for the Disney Plus show. Right. They've literally used her comic logo from the Fraction run. Oh, people have been talking about Kate it like it's fact Kate this Bishop, whole time. Kate Bishop is in it. There's yeah. no questions, uh, really. But who's going to play Kate Bishop apparently is up in the air. because. Uh, so the rumor is that Haley... So, not the rumor first, but the what Haley Sanfield said this week, this at the soft, is she was giving an interview and was asked about the Hawkeye series. That's not something that's necessarily happening. We're going to wait and find out, I guess. Now, that could be a very smart and clever diversion Mm -hmm. because it has not been officially announced and she is not free to talk about it because there's been no official press release. Uh, It could also be that she's not going to be in the in the show well and there's also you know this is standard uh, hollywood stuff she could be holding out for more money and trying to see what happens yeah uh, she also who knows i mean when they plan to shoot it maybe she's doing like bumblebee two and three back to back we don't know what she's obligated to do in the near future well she did just have her her a new show on apple plus that dropped this week uh dickinson 
uh, came out on Friday. Oh yeah, with with Apple Plus, and the rumor is that her contract with Apple may prevent her from taking this job. There may be a non-compete that she's... If mm. the sh- like, it's the kind of thing where if that show gets renewed, she may have a non-compete while she's working on Dickinson, uh, at least with other streaming platforms, mm-hmm. um, which would prevent her from working on Hawkeye. It could just be that the timing doesn't work out if it gets picked up for a second season because they haven't officially picked it up. But I imagine Hawkeye is going to be shooting pretty soon. Like, maybe not this year, but... Next next year or the year after, Um, and yeah, if it starts filming next year, Dickinson would probably be in a similar boat. She just may not be able to do it time wise. Uh, Are you guys disappointed? Yeah, you know, I've only seen her in Bumblebee, but I really liked her, and I just think she embodies the character really well. So yeah, it's definitely a bummer because having her play that character, you know, oh, I'm going to go into this, I'm going to enjoy her performance. She's a great actress. So after that, it's kind of if you're like, I don't know what I'm going to get. I don't know who we're going to get. So yeah, definitely disappointed in a small way. But I'm hoping that if they do have to recast, they'll do a good job because they yeah. mostly do. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I think I was looking forward to it. seemed like really good casting and again, really based primarily on Bumblebee. Yeah. But I, I think I'm not worried about them finding somebody who would be great to play Kate Bishop one way or the other. So yeah. it's disappointing, but I'm not like less excited for the show. It's right. not that level of uh, bad news for me. Yeah. So, so exciting stuff so that we can look forward to. Um, real quick before we sign out, because we're almost out of time, uh, you guys should go check out the trailer for the Marvels podcast yes. that they oh, just released. Yeah. This is the, the Alex Ross and um, forgot uh, uh, Kurt Busick story that is about, like, from a, a human like, journalist perspective on all these big Marvel happenings, especially the ones from like the 60s. It's a fantastic comic, and it sounds like it's going to be an amazing podcast to listen to, like audio drama style. I'm so excited. Go check it out. Also, uh, does it say they're fe- uh, featuring Method Man? Method Man is yep. the voice of Ben Urich <laughs> I'm in. the Daily Bugle. Yep. So, yeah. That's amazing. Yep. Yeah. Um, so in. It comes out on November 20th on Stitcher Premium, which you have to pay for. Yeah. Uh, it'll be available for free on other podcast uh, services sometime next year, not officially announced. Awesome. I may sign up for Stitcher Premium finally. I was fine to wait for the Wolverine ones. Right, I don't sure. think I can wait for this one. I'm just real pumped to, to listen to it. Uh, we'll just have to wait and see. So check that out soon. Um, guys, thank you so much for joining us this week on Marvel Moon News. Thank you for letting yeah. me nerd the F out about Ant-Man. Well, we knew it was going to be an Ant-Man nerd That's fest right. definitely yeah. coming into this one. Yeah. So let us know in the comments below what you think Ant-Man 3 should be about or could be about. Did any of our ideas excite you? Do you have your own ideas? Are you nervous about Spider-Verse 2 with all the changes? Are you excited about Leopardon or do you think we're idiots? <laughs> no opinion is wrong. Leopardon is cool. Uh, <laughs> but uh, let us know in the comments below or tweet at us. Uh, you can find the show at Marvel News PTN. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at that Zach Wilson. Zia. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Zia underscore land. It's spelled XIA underscore land. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Christian DMZ. And you can find Zia and I, as we mentioned earlier, every weekday on Popcorn Talk for Marvel News Daily. And you can see from last week, we did a special live version of my personal podcast, The Blackcast, Blackcast 350. Oh, yes. And the news on Spider Verse and Ant Man broke while we were doing the show live. So we were very excited. But you can find that at blackcast.com, B L A D T C A S T.com. 
This has been Marvel Movie News. Be sure to rate, like, subscribe, all that stuff that you hear everyone on the internet asking you to do. It's really helpful. It actually is. It seriously is helpful. helpful. Uh, Until next time, guys, this has been Marvel Movie News Excelsior. From producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, we would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network.